Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. We've got Bucky O'Neill coming on in just a second. He's hanging out with me. He's in the green room behind the scenes, so you guys will see him in just a minute. Before that, I'm talking to you because you're becoming your greatest possible self. So I acknowledge you. I honor you. I love you. Keep showing up. Keep doing your absolute best every single day, every single moment, because that's who you are, okay? Anything I can do to support you, let me know, whether it's being a guest on the 12-hour marathon, getting your message out, whether it's coming to one of our live retreats, whether it's you know getting with Bucky, taking the next steps with him, growing yourself with the science of personal development and transformation, my goodness gracious, find what resonates with you and take those next steps, because that's how magic is created. Miracles in your life, and you wake up one day and you're like, how the heck did I create this beautiful, abundant masterpiece. Well, it's one step at a time. So thanks for showing up here. And I'm going to talk about the iTunes review of the week. Jen Hudgens says, love this podcast. This podcast is so motivating. I love the caliber of guests and the energy that Chris brings to the show each and every time. Thank you so much, Jen. I appreciate you. And uh, if you want to get a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self on the iTunes store and you can give us a review like that. And you'll get a chance to be entered into the raffle, so to speak. And uh, I just love you so much. Thank you for being here. Subscribe to the show if you're listening to this episode so you can get all the latest updates, okay? I'm going to introduce Bucky in just a second here. Before that, though, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen. We're going to go deep into the science so that you can actually apply this stuff and really uh, have it make a difference in your life. And definitely stick around all the way through to the end of this interview and all these interviews because they're epic. And, uh, you know, just be ready to have this one piece of information, the one aha. You know, I always like saying I'm, I, got, I got five of the dials of the lock dialed in. I just need one more. I'm like almost there at that combination. Bucky could have that transformational piece of information that blows everything open for you. Uh, so keep tuning in. Let's introduce him and then we will rock it out because Bucky O'Neill mentors experts to build signature online trainings and world-class transformational retreats. He represents a new generation of personal development services, courses, and technologies. And whether you are struggling in your personal life or Looking to create a passion-based business with transformational products and services, Bucky and his expert team can get you the results you have been dreaming about. And we are blessed to have him here with us today. We're going to rock it out on this interview about for the next hour. Bucky, are you ready to bring the heat, my man? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. We are live on Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self, brother. Thank you for being here. We're going to dive right into the theme of today, which is transformational travel, man. What does that mean to you, Bucky? Oh man, it means a lot of things. You know, I think about all the events I've been to. I think about all the places that I've been. I spent so much time um, on my own in the process of travel, you know, whether it was touring the world speaking or these solo trips or whatever it was. There's so much, so much, so much transformation that can happen in, in an individual's life or at an event just from going to a significant place, um, let alone the metaphor of how we travel within transformation. Mm. And within that space, it kind of a play on words of like, you know, who I've become through my processes, who I've come from going through these different experiences and being in these different, you know, these different rooms and these different environments, the travel that we've gone. I, I you know, a while back, I did that, um, that 10 year challenge. And sometimes I look back on my life and I'm like, man, who was I? Who was I two years ago? Dude. Who was I three years ago? <laughs> Serious traveling happening. And especially like today, man, I, I really acknowledge the, the conscious, light working entrepreneurs, people who are like day in and day out, like working mm -hmm. on ourselves, shaping, crafting, chiseling away the excess, the stuff that we no longer need to really shine our light even brighter, man. Like we are, we're like doing the work and, uh, you know, the results that that produces in our lives as well as the people around us lives, man, is absolutely epic. So dude, I honor you for the, for the impact that you've made traveling, yeah. developing yourself, mentoring, coaching, and helping people put on like epic events, man. Super, super awesome. 
Yeah, it's amazing. I'm super grateful to be here. It sounds like, uh, you know, this is my first time on the show, but I'm, I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to share with your audience. And there's a real power in the things that we're going to talk about today when it comes to differentiating yourself, when it comes to designing your signature message, impacting people in a really deep way um, and growing your business in exponential ways that you can never imagine. You know, this, this idea of competition, right? This this is the um, this is the shift. This was what pulls you out of competition mode and this puts you into the, you know, I know it's cliche by now, but it puts you into that blue water space of mm. innovating. Hey, what is it that I do better than anybody else in the world? Um, and how do I provide that value? So it's, it's going to be an exciting conversation. Dude, I love it, man. So why don't you tell yeah. us a little bit more about your journey, man? I mentioned your intro, who you are, what you stand for, yeah. but how did personal development, business, how did it all begin oh, for man. you, bro? When I say uh, next generation, I actually mean it, right? So I'm second generation into this space. Um, I grew up into it. I was literally that kid that was being passed around the seminar workshops. And uh, very early on, I became, uh, I went to a youth program um, and then became a, a youth mentor. Um, and I was, you know, I had all these different challenges. It's, it's, it's amazing to grow up with amazing parents that have, you know, you know, conscious and, you know, I was telling stories like, you know, my mom used to make kombucha and we'd eat organic food. And, That's you know, I was so in the fourth amazing. grade driving up from, uh, you know, driving down to Del Mar, California, and I'd drive to school every single day. And, and, and on the way, on the way to fourth, on the way to school in fourth grade, we'd listen to like the Celestine prophecy and things like this, yes. right? Like this is the stuff that I grew up around. Right. Dude. And at the same time, I had all this stuff and I had all this suppression, you know, it's, yeah. it's a big part of the work that I do now, but I had all this suppression, I had all this emotion, I didn't know how to deal with it, right? Mm. So, you know, I was pretty distraught and I was, you know, self-medicating and drinking a lot when I was in high school and I felt like I had multiple identities and, you know, personal development would just became a new home for me. And I say new home for me because before that, it was really about sports. It was about mm. sports, it was about physical activity. How do I get my body movement moving in a way that, you know, I can, you know, not feel so much or not think so much. I could just totally be present. I also remember times on those same drives when I was really young, just staring out the window. And I think I've always had a kind of a, a liking towards mindlessness or, you know, finding into, you know, finding that void or finding that space in between yeah. the noise. Um, so yeah, I had all these challenges in high school and, you know, and even in college and really strong, you know, issues with finding my identity and being a man and being who I am and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then personal development hit me. And um, as I, you know, started to apply the principle that I've been learning, I saw my, I watched my whole life transform. Um, and it first started in academics. And that was kind of a real indicator of like, man, this stuff actually works. Mm. Um, and as I started to apply these things, um, you know, I dedicated myself to, you know, it's so funny how we follow in our parents' footsteps, even mm. subconsciously. You know, it's like, I remember so many times in my younger life, how I resisted my father so much. And now, you know, I become him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm doing like the exact same work that he's been doing. Um, so it's just, it's fun to be here. And, you know, part of what happened was, um, um, in 2006, I became a professional speaker, started speaking all over the world. And as a result, people will come over to me and be like, man, you know, this is an amazing event. It's one of the most transformational events I've ever been to. I have this other, I have this passion. Can you help me to do these events? And that's really that this part of the yeah. business sparked and grew. It's like, man, I, I, you know, people come up to me. I've never experienced anything like this. How, how are you doing this? And, you know, a lot of times when we go to events like that, we think it's about the individual. We think it's about Tony Robbins. We think it's about Deepak. We think it's about, you know, you know, Chris or whatever it is. We think it about, it's about the individual. Um, and what people, a lot of people don't realize is that there's a science transformation and there's a step-by-step -step process to, to deliver on outcomes that are meaningful and impactful. Um, and it's, it goes beyond, you know, just good planning or just organizing. Um, mm. It goes into neuroscience. It goes into experience. It goes into, you know, all the sensory, all the sense, all the senses. And how do you really produce um, a world-class uh, product and service? So you were speaking, you said in like 2003, that's when you started? In 2006. I, 2006. I became a youth mentor in 2000. I was wow. 18 years old. I became a youth mentor in 2000. And I started, you know, for six years, I was working with an organization called Supercamp, which were, they were doing 10-day residential programs for students, about 125 students at Stanford, Villanova, you know, yeah. all these high-end universities. And it was based in um, personal development. Um, so we do a lot of emotional intelligence, a lot of self-awareness stuff, a lot of yeah. goal-setting, board-breaking, trust exercises, ropes courses, things like this. And then we do academic strategy, speed reading, um, creative writing, all this really, really cool stuff. Um, and uh, I did that for... Um, I guess it was 2000, 2000, 
2000 to 2006. And then I became a facilitator in 2006 where I was leading from the front of the room and then a lead facilitator in that same year. And then I started traveling all over the United States and all over Southeast Asia to the point where in 2009, I was living in Southeast Asia probably nine months out of the year. Um, I would teach for eight or nine months and I'd travel for three months. And I did that up until 2016 um, with a bunch of different organizations doing some adult programs, student programs, um, you know, working with other people's events, other people's events, helping them orchestrate and, and do that whole thing. But uh, yeah, just lots and lots of experience. I became, you know, I had a little stint with um, the Chopra Center. I was the event manager over there for a little bit. I've done some consulting with Tony and and his crew. And, you know, I've just been in the game, you know, it's like I come from a lineage of of people who have been in the game. So I, I hardcore. I, I want to know when did the, the scientific aspect of transformation, like when yeah. did that become a, a, you know, this is who I am. This is what I want to stand for. This is what I really want to communicate to people. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, I, I think when you do something enough times, you, it's, you start to see a pattern to it. You start to see, you know, the things that show up consistently. Um, and for me, you know, super camp, the, the youth program was really geared towards education, but the piece that I was really passionate about was changing people's lives. So I knew it was possible because I was that story. I came from that environment where I had all this self-doubt, disbelief, and all this kind of stuff. And what I was being trained in is a process called accelerated learning. And accelerated learning, um, it's a long story, but you know, it, it, it comes from a guy by the name of Georgi Lazanovs. And the story is, is that he was working in Bulgaria, had two different hospitals, and he was noticing that one hospital was having dramatically different results. And uh, so he started to test and say, okay, well, what are the things that really make the difference? And he found out that any, everything generally was the same, doctors, equipment, service, everything. Um, but what one, the one major difference was at one hospital, they were playing Baroque music. He goes mm. on to study that Baroque music, it has the rhythms of the heart and it puts people into a healing state within the body um, and causes better results. And then that birthed an obsession for him to figure out what are all the things within a social environment, emotional environment, a physical environment that influences an outcome, specifically learning. So from that standpoint, I then started to say, okay, well, how do you do that same thing, but for transformation? Mm -hmm. Because transformation was what my heart was set on. I became, you know, the story goes on, but I became a, a firewalk instructor in 2008 and started leading people through these exercises that I, you know, are called extreme spirituality by the guy by the name of Tully Burkham. So mm -hmm. firewalking, glass walking, board breaking, all the kinds of, you know, high end stuff, because I was mm -hmm. super passionate about, you know, what happened to me in my life, which was, you know, I, I immersed myself into environment and something shifted and I couldn't go back home and be the same person, you know, and I, I know that I've been to places and I've been to programs where I could go back home and be, be the same person. But what I was doing over these long stints, so I'd work, you know, three months in a row, six months in a row, nine months in a row. We do, you know, 10, 15 programs straight, 10 days residential. And I'd be in this, you know, I'd be in this altered state the entire time. And part of my obsession when you do something consistently over and over and over again, it's like, how can I do this better? How can I do this better? How can I get better results? And, you know, that with the foundation of accelerated learning caused a really easy shift to say, okay, these are the things that you can do every single time. So here's all, all the, the things that you control and, and, um, and influence in order to produce, you know, deeper results for your participants. Um, and that was, that was a big thing. Dude, this is so, so powerful. We have a ton of coaches, uh, you know, authors, speakers in the audience who want to create more impact, more influence and have like yeah. science on their side so that they're doing what is going to create the biggest, you know, net positive result. What do they need to know, man? What do they need to know about the science behind this transformation? Yeah, I think the first thing that they need to know is I'll go back a little bit and I'll set a little bit of context is that you know, part of the reason why this is so powerful, and it kind of goes into the header of this talk of how, you know, I was able to bring people and I'm able to bring people to, you know, multi six figures, half a million dollar businesses within six months. Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of intangibles in that, but I'm gonna speak specifically about transformation, right? The intangibles are like, you know, they're an expert, they're really good at what they do, they produce right. amazing <laughs> results, right? <laughs> like, that's number one has to be a must. They knew, they know who they are, they're willing to put in the work, both mm. external and internal. Right. Because everybody knows that growing a business is going to stretch you like crazy. Right. Yep. So they're willing to do that. They're consistent. They're willing to invest in a mentor and say, hey, you know what? This is this is the person I'm going to do exactly what they tell me to do. I'm going to, I'm going to fall through on that. Right. So those are some of the intangible things that you have to have in place. They know who they are. Um, they're willing to do the work. They're willing to invest in a mentor. All these kind of things. Right. 
But I want to talk about, you know, the transformational piece. And a lot of people don't know this. And I share this a lot on my Facebook page. I'm always, you know, that's kind of the most active place to find me. Um, is that there's a hierarchy in value when it comes to business. And maybe you've talked about this in the past. Um, but the hierarchy of value essentially goes like this. It goes from commodity to product and service to experience to transformation. Okay, in that order. And everybody, what they're looking to do is you're looking to level up in your value that you provide. Again, greatest greatest thing to know about business is that how do you produce world-class things or how do you become a long-standing business or how do you cut through the noise and, and break into a market or take over a market is you provide more value than anybody else. Yeah. So given that that those four steps from commodity to product and service to experience to transformation, you we all want to be moving up that ladder. And there's all kinds of different, you know, examples of this, whether that's Starbucks from the cup of coffee to the experience of the interaction, or whether that's um, you know, I watched what's the there's um there's one of these jobs, job commercials that I always watch. And what they're doing is that they're creating a life transformation in the, in the commercial, right? It's mm -hmm. like, a, it's a Indeed, where you're, I don't know if you've ever seen these commercials, but they're great examples of how to shift the positioning from a service, which is like a job search engine, right, into right. a life transformation because it's mm -hmm. all dramatic. And, oh, dad said he was going to come home and, you know, he's got to work. And, oh, oh, wait, he just got a you know message from Indeed and now his life has changed forever. Yep. Everybody's yep. looking to, to shift that right yeah, yeah. and in order to break through and to really you know really take over a market it's it's really about this idea of how do i provide more value than anybody else so how do i really provide transformation in a really clear definition for my clients on all the different levels right when you talk about raving fans when you talk about culture when you talk about you know a ladder of value like this program comes next and this program comes next mm. it's all based in your ability to produce a profound result right the ability to say, okay, come to the weekend. Hey, you came to the retreat, come to the weekend. Now come to the week long. Now come to the mastermind. Now come to the certification. Your ability to do that is based in your results. You can do all the marketing. And don't get me wrong, marketing, sales, all that stuff is incredibly important. Mm -hmm. You have to have that on the front end, right? Mm -hmm. All this stuff. Mm -hmm. And when they're with you, what are you doing with them? What are they going through? What are the processes that you're bringing them through that positions you as, as this is the best, you know, this is the best thing I've ever experienced. The in bees' my life. knees. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you, and it's predictable, right? Yes. When you plan it, it's predictable, mm, yeah. and you know. And this is this is the beauty about the science is that it's predictable. I know that every single event that I run, someone's going to come up to me and say that this is. I've been to Tony Robbins. I've been to you know this person. This is the best program that I've ever been to, because I designed it that way, Dude. right? Yeah. This is so powerful. <laughs> so we we can create science the science of transformation in live events are we able also able to do this you know just in in coaching sessions virtually yeah. does it apply uh, equally yeah. in both places absolutely absolutely i think as a coach or as someone who's or a speaker or anybody in the one-on-one -on -one space the group coaching space or the retreat space transformation has to be the focal point and mm. you know there's a lot of things to be to be said about that um but i'll, I'll speak Generally, I like to go big picture and then kind of more specific because it does get really specific, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. um, big picture is there's two parts of, of transformation. One is design, okay, mm -hmm. designing the transformation, and the other one is orchestrating. Okay, mm -hmm. so if I think about that from a one-on-one -on -one level, it's like, let me just lay out my one-on-one -on -one program. This is my expertise. This is what I'm the best in the world in. And this is a big piece that people don't always get in the beginning. And maybe not only in the beginning, but a lot of times if you're stuck in that one-on-one -on -one place, part of the reason is that you, you haven't really pinpointed what you're the best in the world in. And in today's market, you really have to be in the best in the world because you're no longer competing with the people in your region, right? <laughs> you're competing with the entire, you're competing globally. Yep. Right. And so a lot of people say, well, where do I go for that? Right. Do I do I go to certifications or do I have to like study with these people? And that's a great way to do it. Um, but there's a there's another process there's a process of looking at your own experience and say, what is it that I am an expert in? And, you know, if you look on my Facebook page or any of the stuff I've done, one of the things I talk about a lot is this process called the timeline process where you're able to identify what my expertise is and how do I actually accentuate that expertise and lead in that space. And a lot of times it has to do with your pain, has to do with your traumas has to do with those things that have happened to me in my life, right? My father did this, my mother did this, this happened to me. And if we can reframe the way that we see those things about ourselves and how we position ourselves in that story, then we can actually be a really powerful mentor to coach people through that space one-on-one. -on -one. 
right? And and this is kind of the ladder. And I, I always suggest that people, you know, if you're a coach and you're working one-on-one and you want to move up that ladder of, you know, one-on-one into group, into retreats, that you always, always, always start one-on-one and really hone in, like, what great, is the thing great there. that yeah. changes people's lives every single time? And when you find yourself saying the same thing over and over and over and over again to every single one of your clients, day in and day out, hour by hour, then it's like, okay, cool. Found it. Secret sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I found it. I found That's it. Awesome. And, and it needs to be one of those things that, um, you know, the old model of coaching, as an example, old model of coaching is, you know, a lot of people, let me be intuitive, you know, let me just kind of see what shows up and I'll coach and I'll go through that process and all that kind of stuff. And that stuff is great. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that you can't leverage it. It's not repeatable. It's not duplicatable. It's not scalable. Come on, freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest problem. Biggest problem. So I, I tell people from a one-on-one level, you know, start crafting your transformation already. And mm-hmm. uh, the easiest place to look is to look into what are your processes? What are the processes and experiences that you can bring people through? So mm-hmm. we work with a lot of people who are, you know, healers and, and coaches and, yep. you know, people who have different healing, you know, fitness modalities, wellness professionals, people like this. And they, they're really passionate about making a difference and just need to identify how to deepen their process. Right. If you think about transformation as an experience, right, every transformation that we've ever had in our life, whether it's inside or outside of the program, it's been experiential. This transformation is not something that someone gives to you. Here's a transformation, bud. Enjoy it. It's something that you experience. And travel is a great topic of that because the experience of travel in itself, different place, different language, different food, different culture, different way of thinking, different way of interacting, causes me to reflect differently about who I am. It's transformational, right? But it's multi-sensory. And one of the things that we got to do as on all levels, coaches, group coaches, online, on, you know, online programs or retreats is to think about that. Not only what are the senses that are, that are being included in what's happening, but how do, I, how do I orchestrate? You know, the beautiful thing about events and the beautiful thing even about programs is like, how do I orchestrate these things happening? How do I orchestrate the environment? How do I orchestrate the social environment? How do I orchestrate the interactions? How do I put the pillars in place? And each one of them is different. And I hope I'm not, you know, I'm so this is, this is know, great. This so is passionate great. about yeah. all the different levels. And there's so much information in each yeah. one, right? And you got to yeah. remember that it is each one differentiates, but each one there's there's a there's there's a there's a line that connects them all, and that line is transformation. So there's a pattern of how you create transformation in all three. And I'm, I'm using three as the one-on-one some type of group training, and then the retreats. There's a pattern of how you create that, and each one differentiates in a big way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the biggest thing is that you want to, again, process-based, um, and also thinking about two things. How do I, what's the design and what's the orchestration? So mm-hmm. from a one-on-one perspective, idea could be like, hey, you know what? This is the structure of my one-on-one program. And right. the reason why I structure it this way is because I want to make sure that I can I start to identify the, the leverageable pieces. So we're going to go through this experience and I'm going to ask some questions and we're going to do some processing. I'm still going to leave some time for my intuitive, right? And we might do that, you know, maybe it's a 10-week program, maybe it's a 12-week program, maybe it's an eight-week program, but we're going through this one-on-one. And during this eight-week program, you're going to go through X, Y, and Z processes. And these are the processes that are I'm a leading expert in because of my own life experience, because of all my certifications, because of my years and years of results within my life or within my clients' lives, mm. okay? And then as you go through that process, one of the things that you're doing is you're, you're looking to deepen the experience. And really from a one-on-one perspective, it's either you're hands-on with someone, you're doing something, you're bringing somebody through something, or you're in a deep conversation and a deep questioning of you know, getting people to understand the full scope or the full vision of what they're experiencing. Does that make sense? This is, this is so powerful. Bucky, this is great. So I want to yeah. recap. Transformation has <laughs> two components, design and orchestration, which I yes. think is it's important to have the design of like, hey, what are, you, what are you an expert on? How do you actually design the program? Which is great. Yeah. I think a lot of people can do that pretty well, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of people online, yeah, you could build a program. Orchestration is like, mm-hmm. do you get the magic in the execution of the design which is like a completely different conversation which i think probably more people struggle with than the just thinking of the bullet points and the lessons and the curriculum it's the actual transference of transformation through that yeah yeah and and there's a whole process there as well um and and one of the one of the things is that it's experience driven right that process of orchestration is experience driven Mm -hmm. and this is why everybody's got to you know no one can do the push-ups for you right we can give you the insights and how to do the push-ups the insights into you know ways to maximize the movements but we can't do the Mm push-ups for you so a big part of the orchestration really comes from experience but i'll I'll go into that a little bit one of the things that i do want to say about the design space is 
whether it's a one-on-one program, a group, a group, um, a group training, or a live event, it's design really is driven by outcome, right? It's not driven by you know vision of like, hey, this is what I want to create. It's what are my outcomes for my participants. So by the end of this retreat, these people are going to be walking out saying these things, not just by the not just by the retreat, but by day one. By the by 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 day one, they're going to be walking out saying this. Yep. By ten o'clock on day one, they're going to be walking out saying this. Right. By day two, they're going to be saying this. By day three, they're going to be saying that. Someone walked up to them and said, hey, what's going on in there? They're going to say X, Y and Z. That's the design. Right. And then the orchestration of that is, you know, that's the facilitation. That's the there's a big difference between presentation versus facilitation. And this is one of the things that I teach all my clients is that, you know, a lot of presenters out there, a lot of people can put up a PowerPoint and say, hey, this is what it is. Bing, 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 bing. It's meaningful stuff. Right. It's Mm -hmm. awesome. Not a lot of facilitators out there. And the big difference is that a facilitator is facilitating a process. There is a process that I'm engaging people in in order for them to have an experience. I'm facilitating the process. And it's it's an interesting shift of public speaking because a lot of people view themselves as public speaker. They say, oh, I'm the one. I'm on stage. You know, I'm, 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 I'm the speaker. There's all this ego about being a speaker, right? And facilitation is you actually flip it. You put the priority on the individual or on the audience, and your role is to guide them through this. It's, it's, it's like um, if you've ever been on like um, you ever been on some type of adventure where you're river rafting or you're going skydiving, or you know, it's not about the the guide, right? The guide is there to lead you through different elements and say, hey, this is the stuff. This is what we're going to do. Here's to pay attention to this, and then they're there to accentuate your experience. Yeah. And that's a really good way to to look at facilitation versus presentation. But orchestration also, you think about a conductor, right? Think about all the different elements that are in a orchestra. And your job as the facilitator is to have full awareness beyond, you know, you can imagine an audience, right? And they're going to an opera or whatever it is, and they're listening to the orchestra play. And you're the conductor, right? You have total awareness of all the different elements, right? And, and your job is to create this seamless experience by manipulating all these different elements, the physical environment, the lighting, the sounds, the, the, way that you, the way that you speak, the way that you stand, right? The questions that you ask, the interactions that you're having, all these things in order to deepen this experience that you're facilitating for your, for your, um, for your group. Wow, dude. And there's there's so many things that people could pay yeah. attention to in the facilitation, in the orchestration of that, man. Like, it, I'm sure it could be so overwhelming or people are just like, yeah, I'm just going to do my best, you know, yeah. and then they don't actually deliver on the intention and what's possible for their for their clients. How do you advise those people, man? Well, it's all step by step. Right. Science is step by step. So it's like in, in a lot of ways, it takes a meticulous kind of mind. But it's a it's there's a lot of freedom in that. You know, a lot of people, you know, when they're first speaking or when they're speaking, they want to come a lot from the intuitive space, just like coaching. And in some ways, you know, that's really important. And always in every single workshop for every single one of the people I coach, that always has to be a part of what you do, because that's your genius. Right. And if you're not spending that time, you know, I know that you just ended the conversation with Case. You were talking about flow state. Right. I, you know, for me, uh, I call it time with spirit. Right. I call it third party intervention. Right? <laughs> third party intervention. When you get fully present, then third party shows up and it's like, dude, I'm not up there speaking. That's that's God time. That's universe time. That's you know the divine time. Yeah. And there's always those moments of the things that show up that I can never plan up because of my willingness to plan. Mm. I get to experience the things I never could plan for because of my willingness to plan. Mm. I'm not caught up in like, oh, you know, what what's going on next or what's happening. You know, a big part of the orchestration is understanding the by minute flow. And understand, mm. hey, this is going into this, and this is going to this. And specifically, you know, here's here's the biggest thing I would say. And if you know, I know that we don't have a ton of time. And but what I would do with with clients is I would go through the entire checklist. Mm. You know, from message to content to experiences to fil- facilitation to tone to mm. nonverbal communication to music to lighting to you know the whole thing. I mean, if you really want to do high level experiences, think about, you know, I, I use Tony Robbins as an example because he's a leader in the industry, right? And a lot of people have been to those events. But think about something like Dickens Process or think about firewalking or think about these experiences that you go through. There's an entire orchestration. Think about just the opening sequence, right? There's an entire orchestration, sound, lighting, music, everything. Like there's a, there's a whole thing. 
Um, and those are the things that you want to bring to your event with that level of awareness. And one of the things that you have to realize is that, that is, those aren't just things that people said, oh, this is a good idea. There's a why behind every single one of the things that they're doing. And that why is directly tied to the outcome that you put into your design. So the two tie together very intimately. So when I say, okay, this is my outcome. I'm going to know that these are the things that they're going to be doing. And the reason why it's predictable is because these are all the things that are in place that lead back to that outcome, right? That tie in your expertise, that tie in the outcome of your clients. And these are the things, that level of, of, of detail is what separates people dramatically, mm. dramatically. These are the secrets that people don't know. And I'll go into, um, I'm excited to go into some of that um, and it, within the models of accelerated learning. But these are the things that people don't know. People just kind of organizing stuff and saying, oh, this would be kind of cool. And I think that I've seen this done before. And, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like it's just a different it's a different ball game. And if you want to have an explosive business, right, mm -hmm. you got to do the front end stuff. Don't get me wrong. You got to get the people there. You got to do all the stuff to get people there. But once they're there. You know, if you want to have an explosive business into the rest of your ladder of value, you know, mm -hmm. providing deep transformation at the highest level in your industry is the way to do it. Dude, so powerful, so powerful. So I want to talk about um, the science of, you know, transformation, the accelerated learning. What are some keys to really create that accelerated learning space? Is it what you're talking about with like the lighting yeah. and the music and that kind of stuff? Yeah, well, I'll go back to the Georgie Lozano story, right? And, okay. I'll, and I'll share with you guys um, maybe three of the five tenets. And there's all kinds of principles that are associated to this. If you want to check it out, there's a great book. It's called Quantum Learning for Teachers. Okay, mm. Quantum Learning for Teachers. It's a lot of where my training comes from. Big shout out to Supercamp. I worked with those guys for 16 years. And this is where, you know, they work directly with Georgie. Um, and if you've ever heard of the Money and You program, um, Money and You program was a thing that my father was involved with a long time ago. Actually, Tony was one of the team leaders at Supercamp. Money and You produced a bunch of facilitators, um, wow. Robert Kiyosaki, T. Harvecker, um, my father. Um, but a bunch of people came through that accelerated facilitate. When you see people facilitate, um, asking questions and, and this type of facilitation, that's really the genesis from it. It comes from a school that was developed, business school that was developed in the 1970 in Vermont called the Brooklyn Business School. And um, Money and You came out of it, Business and You came out of that, and Supercamp came out of it. But they were the people that brought Georgia Lozano from Bulgaria. They stayed and, you know, along with other people, and they, they, they did this thing early, early on. So I'll, I'll give you three tenets, which are really important, three of the five tenets. But you got to realize, if you get that book, you'll see how there's foundations of, of principles that make up this body of work, right? Yeah. So this is one of many. Um, first tenet, but this is a big one. First tenet is that everything speaks. Okay, so everything speaks, right? Um, the way that you dress, the, the lighting, the you know tablecloths, the plants, the no plants, the the way that the rooms, everything sending a message. Okay, everything in the environment, the way that that person looked at me, the way that staff member welcomed me, the way that I parked, and the signing and the location, everything speaks, right? So, one of the things that you have to be mindful of is that you know, and these first two kind of go together, is that everything is communicating either towards or away from your outcome. Mm -hmm. Right. So the other thing, the second tenet is that everything's on purpose. Mm. Right. So there's a why behind everything that we do. We do this piece. Why? Because of this. We put this sign up here. Why? Because of this. We have the parking here. Why? Because of this. We pick this location. Why? Because of this. I wore this shirt. I mean, you can get really meticulous about it. I, you know, I think that there's a balance between how meticulous you can get where you still yeah. feel like you have freedom, yep. right? Still have the freedom <laughs> to be yourself because you don't, you know, the other thing that, you know, as a byproduct, some of what happens, I've seen that in that culture as well is that people try to turn into the robot. Yeah, right? robot, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think from a design standpoint and orchestration standpoint, you, you want to have a solid foundation of that. And yeah. you also want to have enough in place where you can afford yourself the freedom to, to do whatever you feel is right in the moment. Yeah. Right. There's always that time of like, hey, this is what's showing up and I'm willing, I'm going to cross that threshold and go there. Well, um, I, I hear, I hear master the basics until you can say, okay, I know which basics have to correct. be there and which ones I can flourish on and, you know, do correct. whatever I want on. Correct. Yeah. Afford yourself the freedom. When do I, when do you, you know, it's so funny. I used to go through these pretty hardcore facilitated trainings where they used to like <laughs> drill us on like every little thing, like, Stand like this, stand like this, stand like yep. this. Like, you know, yep. all, like, you couldn't even, I was, I got this 30 minute presentation. I remember I was doing a facilitator training and I had like this 30 minute presentation. I was super excited about it, like all these people there. And I had a 30 minute, I was like ready to do my 30 minutes. I got through literally three minutes over in half an hour. And I got half an hour of coaching on three minutes of content. Mm. 
right? And they used to have a saying in, in back in the day when I was doing this, this, you don't really see this culture anymore, but it was like this piece on, you know, your ego comes second to the outcome. Mm. Like, I don't care if you feel bad. Yeah. Your ego comes second to the outcome. That's how important it is. Yeah. Right? You want to do this at a very high level, your ego comes second, right? So this is where, you know, going into that conversation of mentorship and high yeah. level mentorship, you you know, that three, that 30 minutes on that three minutes changed my, my entire perspective of who I was as a facilitator. Yeah. yeah. Right. And the level of detail that went into everything. And within that 30 minutes on a three minute section, there were so many valuable things that I still use today, mm. you know, and this is the power of high level mentorship is that you think that, Hey, you know, I got the 30 minutes. Right? I'm going to do this 30-minute thing. I got, I got the events company. I got the coaching program. I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. And when you get that lasered mentorship on the specifics of those things, that's what makes it explosive from a business standpoint, from an impact standpoint, from a fulfillment standpoint, mm-hmm. because it's all those little subtle shifts within that little time frame that make mm-hmm. all the difference in the entire in the entire process. Yeah, and the, I'm sure you've seen that the mentor mentorship and the coaching when it focuses on something, they're coaching on it for a reason. It's not just right. because they want to hear themselves talk, but they're like, hey, when I cho- coach you on this and you change it, like it changes everything about the dynamic of the outcome. And the outcome is first, your ego is second. Yeah, it's a huge yeah. thing. Yeah. So going back into the science, and I'll go back into these very important things. So if you're running a retreat out there, first of all, is it okay if I ask questions on here? Please, yes. Yeah. So if you know, I love I love Facebook Lives. I love podcasts because of the interaction, right? So yeah. big part of this is interacting, and I'm interested in where you're at and what you're doing. So if you're running retreats and you have questions, answer the ask questions. I always go back and I always try to provide value. And the more that you participate, the more that I'll show up and I'll say, okay, cool, this is what's going on. I'm like all about the free flow of yeah. just being in the abundance of like, hey, you know what? A long time ago, I decided that, you know, shifting the consciousness of humanity was really a big part of my purpose, not only from a personal standpoint, but from, you know, when you're gifted with a life experience and that leads to a specific skill set, that's like, man, this is really powerful. This is really impactful. This, this, this literally expands and maximizes everybody's impact and voice from like, this is something that I've thought about. And this is where my clients come to me. I've been thinking about this for a long time, or I've been doing this and I want to pivot and I'm really, you know, have all these ideas Mm. to this point of like global impact, global impact, like, you know, major influences. I've done a lot of work in, um, in Australia because I lived in Bali for five years, but, um, Mm. amazing, amazing what this skill can do in your level of confidence, your level of impact, your level of fulfillment and your level of income. So, you know, I'm all about that free flow. If you have questions, ask questions below. Um, the example, what I was going to share was talking about events. So kind of forgot I got on a tangent, but I'll go, I'll go on the science for a little bit. Um, is so everything speaks, everything's on purpose. Okay. Um, and, and that's a, a whole conversation. And then within that, experience before label is the third mm-hmm. tenet. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you know, when it comes to teaching, they're using a traditional model. You know, first of all, here's the number one thing I got to say about live events. Let go of the panel model. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many of you guys do panels, but just let go of it, please. Like, it's just, that's such an old, it's an old model. It's what people do when they don't know how to create transformation. They get a bunch of people. It's a marketing strategy. Here's a bunch of people. Yep. Here, you know, come and experience all these people. and People, like, I can feel, you know, the resistance in my entire body when I see something like that. And I don't know if that's true for you guys, but, um, you know, I, I think the time of sitting and listening mm-hmm. and being inspired is done. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not here to be inspired, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's great. I can get inspired on YouTube. I don't need to spend money and go somewhere to be inspired. I want to be transformed. I want my life to be different, right? I want to come back a different person. I want my molecular structure to be literally different in my body. I want to be a different person. Like I'm done with this stuff. I'm done with this pain. I'm done with the suffering. I'm ready to transform. And again, when you position yourself that way, it it becomes a very different game. Um, So experience before label, right? Experience before label is based on the premise that again, transformation is an experience. And a lot of people will go into, you know, Hey, you know what? We're going to do a sound bath, right? Mm. Or we're going to do a transformational yoga class, or we're going to do this thing. Um, one of the things that you want to do in the orchestration is that you want to invite people into an experience without having them know what the experience is. 
Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is think about going to travel, right? We're on the topic of travel. It's like you have your perception of what's going to happen, but you really, part of the thing that's so fun about it is you have no idea. Mm-hmm. You have no idea. There's so much unknown yeah. and there's so much discovery that's yeah. taking place. Mm-hmm. And the discovery energy and discovery mindset is really important when it comes to transformation. This idea of I'm, there's something unfolding, there's something that's taking place. I'm exploring that exploring, discovering energy within myself. And how do I orchestrate that? The worst way to do it is to say, this is what we're going to do, and this is what the outcomes are going to be. And I know that sometimes within a, in a safety standpoint, you got to do that, right? You have to you kind of talk about that. But as much as possible, you want to engage people into an experience where their outcome, their transformation is unfolding. It's mm. happening in real time. Because mm. that's, that's the essence. It's like, you know, I always liken it to... Um, you know, part of the work as an orchestrator or facilitator is it's kind of like that movie Inception. I know that's an old movie, right? I but love it. Yeah, right? I can reference the movie. Inception, where they're trying to plant the idea and yeah. have him perceive as if it was his own. Mm-hmm. As a facilitator, orchestrator of transformation, you know, right, what idea you're planning. And it has its opportunity to blossom and be individualized. But there's mm-hmm. definitely patterns. If I go through this experience in this way, there's going to be a pattern of outcomes, and some people might relate it to different stories in their life, but there's going to be a pattern of outcomes. So what you want to do in a very subtle and you know not so obvious to the audience, but very obvious to you, is you want to orchestrate an engagement and an opportunity for them to, to, to engage in the experience and really discover what's there for them. Mm. It's like sense. it's like being in in wonder, impossibility, in, in discovery. It's like it, like the whole the whole way. It's like magical, you know. It's like yeah. it's it's magic. How do you bring magic to that? Instead of saying, "Here's what you're gonna get. Here are the steps. All right, let's do it." It's like there's no more there's no more magic to that. There's no more curiosity. Exactly. There's no more because like when when they detach from from that, then it's like just black and white. Okay, like let's go through the motions. Let's be a robot yeah. versus yeah. like I'm a creator of my reality. Like what do I get to play with? What do I get to have fun with next? Yeah, it's a huge thing because a lot of people also, you know, they rely on experience. And I've seen this all over Asia. I don't know how much time you spend in Asia, but one of the big famous things in Asia is that you come to the States, you watch what's going on and you replicate it without the proper training. You say, okay, mm-hmm. someone did a board break. I'm going to do a board break. Someone did a trust fall. I'm going to do a trust fall. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> you know, it's became, it became from my experience because I spent a lot of time there. Uh, it became one of my pet peeves. And I think if that's your model, um, it's a very difficult one because it's they're empty experiences, mm. right? The mm. experience by itself is not the answer, right? Mm. Best case scenario, by the way, is that you think you look at your, your own process. You don't look at your own expertise. Again, if you're running events, you got to be an expert yeah. on all different levels. If you're going to do this work transformation, you have to be an expert. What I mean by that is you can get predictable results every single time. Mm. You know that if I do these things, you're going to get these results every single time. Maybe not every single, 90% of the time. Right. There's that 10% of people who are unwilling to do the work. But when people do the work, you get this result. Okay. Mm -hmm. Breaking down your process and saying, okay, how do I expand my process? How do I expand my process so that it becomes more experiential? How do I, you know, it's a very interesting challenge that I had with someone who was doing juice fast for a long time. And he's like, I got all this content, all this information, all this stuff about the body. How do you make it experiential? Right. Mm -hmm. How do I, how do I make this curriculum experiential in my life and have all these experiences that are associated to them? Um, but best case scenario is that you're, you know, you're not necessarily taking these external things, but you're developing your own signature processes based on your content. That's also what's going to differentiate you when you have your signature process or you have your seven steps, every great person, the difference between, you know, I do posts on this all the time. The difference between you and Tony Robbins is he's got a signature process. The difference Mm -hmm. between you and the people who are making six, seven figures, they got a signature process. They got a signature Mm -hmm. curriculum. It's a big part of this work is identifying and clarifying that this is my message and this is what I'm the best in the world in. And here's the step-by-step processes, right? Mm-hmm. And I haven't talked about this. And, you know, I know there's a lot of information. This is kind of like- great. Dude, this is yeah. gold. I okay, think cool. it's just opening up possibilities okay, cool. for people saying, hey, I don't know what I don't know. Bucky, <laughs> how, do I get, how do I get the results? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm, you know, again, I'm passionate about it. I'm trying to give you guys as much as I can. Yeah. And, and when- when I work together, it's very step-by-step. And this is one of the things that you got to remember. It's very step-by-step. But think about this, okay? We've talked about some big things. We've talked about um, the hierarchy of value. We've talked about the separation between design and orchestration. We've talked about, you know, specifically facilitation versus presentation, okay? We've talked about, you know, the step-by-step, the tenets of accelerated learning. Um, that's an example of how you stack information to produce an outcome, all right? 
Now, what you want to think about within your signature processes and within your event is what are all the different things that we're stacking to produce this outcome, right? And, and within that, here's a very important distinction, write this down, what is the gradient in which it's being stacked, hmm. right? Because participation, okay, when it comes to learning, when it comes to, part, when it comes to transformation, participation is king or queen, okay? Without participation, there is no transformation. Okay. And gradient is a very important part of participation. There's all different ways to, to gauge transformation. I'll share with you another model. Uh, Maybe this one's a little bit difficult. I'll I'll try to hold it up. Maybe I'll hold up a picture so you guys can see it. It's called the success model. All right. This is again, also from quantum learning, quantum learning for teachers, get that book. But I want to share with you from an orchestration standpoint, because it's really important and it all has to do with gradient and how do I have the relentless pursuit of participation as an orchestration, as an orchestrator of an experience. Knowing that every one of my outcomes in my design, every one of my results, every one of my transformation, every one of the things that the people are going to walk away, all the testimonials are tied directly to their willingness to participate. Yep. Okay. Um, this is a way to gauge this. Rewind a little bit. Participation, high participation is built on a foundation of safety, trust, and belonging. Without relationship, without connection, without emotional trust without physical trust participation is going to go real down and it has to do with these two things and it's i'll, I'll write it and maybe this is kind of a, a cheesy thing to do but i'll go ahead and do it and i'm going to hold up one of these uh manila mo- notepads these are the things that i don't know if you grew up with these things i grew up with these things my dad had them everywhere and i yes. saw them at i saw them at um uh staples and i was like yes i'm gonna buy like 20 of those things <laughs> you know so if you're writing this at home Write this down. It's an equal then less than sign. It's really, really important. Okay. This is a huge thing. If you're a facilitator and you're running events and you want to increase your level of transformation, you got to increase your level of participation. And you got to have a relentless pursuit of participation if you want to produce an amazing outcome. Okay. So on one side, okay, I'm just gonna do this really quickly. On one side, like this, you're gonna write down participation. Write it down here. On the other side, you'll write down perception of risk. Okay. Perception of risk. So this is how it works. All right. When the perception of risk is high, participation is low. This perception of risk is low, then participation is high. Okay. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean as an orchestrator? This is one little detail. Okay. These are the things that when you get to mastery level as a facilitator, these are the things that you're just doing. You're not thinking about it. These are just things that you're just naturally going into. And one of the things that I do with my clients is when they're running their first event, I'll help them to walk through the whole thing. I'll design the whole thing with them. And then I'll be with them, orchestrating the environment, cueing the music, communicating with them one-on-one. And then on the breaks, having little conversations with them and say, hey, do this, do this, do this, do this. But we spent months kind of going through the entire flow and making sure that everyone, they're, they're on board with whatever all looks like, entire teams yep. on board with the whole thing. Um, but it's a huge thing. So one of the things that you always got to do is that you have to have a real-time awareness to where the perception of risk is or where the, where, the, where the participation is. So if I ask a question and two people raise their hand, perception of risk is too high. Yep. Low participation, perception of risk needs to come down. How do I lower that? Is that I do that through a series of interactions. Mm. And the first one is large group share. Okay, mm. Large group share, I lower the perception of risk because I now have everybody share with each other. So what that sounds like is turn to the person next to you and share with them what you thought about the thing I just asked. Right? Instead of doing the individual performance, how many of you, da-da-da-da, what do you think about this? Or how many of you would be willing to do this? Right? Mm. Nobody raises their hand, turn to the person next to you and share. Now what does that do? increases participation now instead of one person participating everyone's participating mm-hmm. the other thing i can do is i can ask a thought question think about what this means for you everyone's participating okay now i want to increase the gradient this gradient piece is really really important because the essence of transformation the essence of growth is about your ability to stack gradient your ability to step little bit by little bit by little bit by little bit outside of what you're comfortable with mm-hmm. and you have to orchestrate that as a facilitator Step by step by step by step, seamlessly. So it seems real easy. I'm just kind of going with the flow. It's super fun. It's awesome. I'm doing all this stuff. And now I'm fucking firewalking. And now I'm sharing <laughs> things. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's how that happens. It's just stack, 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 stacks. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in this huge experience. Yeah. And when I look back on the weekend, I can't believe that I was, I can't even believe I did all that stuff. Wow. Right? Because your level of detail into the gradient, because you're always monitoring participation. So when you're getting the feedback, they're not participating. You're then putting them into a sequence that puts them into high levels of participation. 
So that sequence, by the way, goes large group share, turn the person next to you, small group share, a little bit more formal, find a group of three or four into individual performance, highest gradient. Okay. Now, most impactful, when you can get a group to be, and you'll see this at really good events, when you can see an, an individual performance, when someone's being coached individually, but the entire group is engaged emotionally, yeah, yeah. that's the highest gradient okay, as far as performance, as far as that, because it, it is whole group, but mm. it's deep within that space. And mastery level, when you talk about coaches, when you talk about facilitators, that's what they're doing. They're going, they're going straight through that sequence and they're going straight into that and everyone's present in the emotion of the individual and that process is for everyone. They're all participating. Even if it's that one person that's being the, the metaphor, the vessel, whatever it is, mm-hmm. everybody's engaged. It's hitting people. You're like, oh shit, like that was me and my, it's okay for me to cuss on yes, this show? Yes, yes, okay, okay, cool. You know, like that's when you know that you're performing. But again, that is the stacking of the gradient. There's a sequence of events. If you go to any, look, start to think like this, okay? You start to go to events mm-hmm. and the events that you're like, man, that was an amazing event. Start to rewind from the very beginning, from the time that you purchased the ticket, okay? Mm-hmm. Even the time that you, before you purchased the ticket, this, the moment that you engaged with that event, what the sequence of events that took place, okay? And think about this model of everything speaks and everything's on purpose, mm-hmm. okay? And think about the stacking. Okay, the interactions with the salesperson, the buying of the ticket, the follow-up emails, the sequential emails, the showing up to the event, the registration, the person greeting you, the culture that was there, the music that you walked into, the community that was already there, the first introduction of the things that happened, the exercises that you did, and where you were led throughout the weekend. Okay, Mm -hmm. the best people in the world understand this science deeply, and that is the difference between you and them. That is the difference between the results that you want to get and the results that you're getting right now is that they understand this and you don't. And you can look at it now that you have this lens and you can see, I see how that happened every single time. But there is, again, that book is a good reference. It's a starting point. It's a foundation. Yeah. But just like science, there's, there's, there's so much details. I went into, you know, I could talk about this for 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I believe it, man. This is gold. Dude, I want to I wanna tell people. Um, like, what are you working on? How can they work with you? How can they get to a live event? I want to just get them up to speed with that because yeah, yeah, you're yeah. delivering so much freaking value, man. And they're like, totally. dude, Buck, you're blowing me away with this <laughs> value, with this greatness. I know if I take yeah. that next step with you, you'll take me step by step, take totally. me by the hand through these processes. But just totally. tell us what you're working on, man. Yeah. So, you know, I got a couple different things going on. Um, you know, I would say from a value add perspective, find me on Facebook. That's my the place where I live, right? I got Bucky O'Neill. I'll, maybe it'll be in the comments right here, but that's yep. my address. I'm not so much on Instagram. I'm just starting on Instagram, but I, Facebook is where I live. I'm like, Love you know, it. let me hit a live button and be on there for an hour, hour and a half yep. every day. Like that's, my, <laughs> that's my jam. So find me on there. Um, the other place, you know, and when it comes to one-on-one, if, if, if this is resonate with you and you're like, dude, I need to reach out to these people. Like I kind of do it old school. I like to connect with people, right? Mm. Um, so if you're interested and you want to connect with me, send me a message. Just say, hey, what's up, man? I saw you on the show. I want to connect with you. Have a conversation. Always happy to come have a conversation. I'm only taking, as far as one-on-one, I maybe take a handful of those every single year because it is a big cumbersome program to, to kind of do the full scale. Um, I got an online program where I teach people how to grow a six-figure business online doing what they love. A big part of my message is really about, you know, finding that truth in you. How do you mm. live from that passion? How do you really be an expression of who you are? And how do you do, you know, this piece called, I talked about the timeline exercise, but it's called, for me, it's called your design contribution. You know, mm. it's based on the philosophy that life isn't happening to us, life is happening for us. And every single thing in our life has been leading us to have lessons, to have the experiences, to, to have the expertise so that we can really contribute to others. And if we can shift those things and identify those things, then we can leverage those things and, and make our life about that. So I talk about that a lot, especially you know creating this business of soulful entrepreneurship or becoming what my partner calls a soulful hustler. How do I become a soulful hustler in my life? How do I find that balance between the soul work and the business work? of the grind of the day-to-day of the you know physical elements and and then match with the soulful elements and this is who I am and this is who I'm supposed to be in the world. Mm-hmm. And how do I get the best of those things? Right. Old paradigm is like one or the other. I either have to work the nine to five or I get to be kind of the spiritual woo-woo person living on the mountain. Right? Bring that together and yes. realize that the new paradigm that's emerging is that it's all possible. Yep. It's all possible, especially with the you know resources and technologies and how we can systemize things and and where people are turning to for advice. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they're no longer turning to institutions, but they're turning to people who have done it. And that's what mentorship is, right? Mentorship and, and guiding is really about, you know, what have I done and how do I reach my hand back and really bring people up? So that's another thing. If that's coming up for you, you know, send me a, send me a message and, you know, we'll connect. I love connecting with people. I want to make sure that, you know, energetically we're a good fit and that, you know, this is something that's going to really work for you. So let's get on a call and have that conversation. Um, and then the last thing, I just recently partnered with a guy. His name's Isaiah Fleesbach. He's out of Northern California. He started a company called The Empowered Man. It's pretty awesome. Um, this kind of burst out of you know inspiration. I saw him on Facebook. I sent him a message. He's like, I had a connection. Went up to see him, and um, you know, we started to we, we created an events company. And it's just starting. We haven't even ran our first event yet. Um, it's happening on the fifth, um, which is in the next couple of days. And you know, if you ever start an events company, right? There's all kinds of different challenges. But if you want to really experience a deep level of transformation, the process that we're using it's it's incredible. First of all, let me address what's really going on for men. Is that for and what this addresses is that so many of us, similar to my story, we have a culture of suppression. We have a culture yep. of hiding. We have a culture of not allowing us to be the full version of who we are because, in some ways, it's not masculine enough. It's not manly to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, we experience a lot of pain we experience a lot of anxiety we experience a lot of self-harm self-medication um, we sh- it shows up and manifests in all the areas of our lives um, and what's amazing about the work that i'm doing with isaiah is that i have you know 25 plus years in personal transformation he has 25 plus years in transformational body work wow. and this is where it becomes really profound and you know going jumping back and forth a little bit by the way when you can transform the physical Right. And I didn't get to mention this. And this is such a huge thing. I didn't mention this. It's such a huge thing. (laughs) Really, what we're transforming, okay, is we're transforming people's states. Mm. Okay. We're transforming people's states. And when people talk about a transformation, they're talking about a transformation of their state physical, mental, emotional, some would say spiritual. Okay. And the easiest way to to shift that is actually by shifting the physical. That's why you go to a Tony Robbins event, you're jumping up and down the whole time. Doing this for 16 hours a day, that'll change your life. That'll change your life by itself. Right. Because it's the easiest thing to manipulate with the physical. So when I met Isaiah, I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. He's got this physical process that's been, you know, based in 66,000 years of Chinese medicine where every single organ, if you don't know Chinese medicine, this is really deep work. Every single organ, every single meridian, every single muscle group is related to not only the physical element, but also the emotional element, the psychological element. And I've spent so many years in personal development and doing all these exercises and firewalks and glass walks and all kinds of stuff, trust exercises. And I step into two minutes of this body work and I step right into the awareness of my pain, right into the awareness of my trauma. Because my, you know, what we don't realize is that all of that trauma, all of that suppression all of that emotion is stored within the body. And we can do all the psychological work in the world. And unless we release it in the body, then we can't create a permanent shift. And that's one of the things that we face as leaders in this space is that we face that we've done all the psychological stuff. We've done so many things that, and we still find ourselves in, in um, echoes of old patterns. Yep. Like, I thought I was over that shit. Like, I'm still doing that? Like, really? <laughs> and part of the reason yes. is that it's stored in the body. And the next level of that um, is by going straight after it instead of doing the roundabout way and we do the personal transformation and stuff as the priming, right? As the stacking to this work. But this work is a really profound work when you can just deep into it. And then you, and then you have a set of rituals, a new set of rituals that aren't about psychology. They're about physiology, Mm. right? And, and it's, and it's a really beautiful work. It's a very masculine work, very cathartic work. You know, it's very, Mm. it's very fatiguing physically, um, very expressive emotionally, really, really powerful. Um, you can check out the Empowered Man Live, launching in LA. We'll be doing our first event in LA on the on Saturday the fifth. Wow, so, dude, yeah. this is freaking powerful. Empowered Man Live, Bucky, dude, this is so like we 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 <laughs> channeled and focused so much freaking gold in this hour, man. Yep. Yeah, I see you. I see you just like going for it, fired yep. up, man. I appreciate. <laughs> Like leaving it all on the court, dude. Like oh, that's that's just who you are. Uh, I can I can feel it everywhere in your life, man. That's that's who you are. So, dude, I acknowledge you uh, as a as a you know a relationship partner with your significant other with Leah. She's been out there. Shout out to Leah uh, yes. with your clients, with your you know people around you, your family, like everyone who's important to you, man. I just see you showing up. So uh, thank you for showing up with us. Appreciate you bringing your full heart and people. They can find you facebook.com forward slash Bucky O'Neill as well as empoweredman.live, right? 
Yes, sir. Well, Thank you, brother. Such thanks. a pleasure to be here. Thank you for holding this space and, uh, and allowing uh, people to show up in their greatness and show up in their greatest purpose. It's a, it's a huge mission, and I commend you for, for being a stand in that truth. It's such a privilege to be here, sir. Thank you, man. Thank you, Bucky. We'll see you soon, okay? Okay, bro. Okay. See you guys. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.EmployeeEscapePlan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com, and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow, and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever. <laughs>